Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for the podcast. Uh, There has been so much going on um, nationally, internationally, spiritually. Uh, There is an extreme outbreak in our area of coronavirus right now, and um, there are so many people affected by it. So many families, so many people have uh, passed away. The hospitals in our area are just absolutely inundated with people who are in need of treatment for coronavirus, um, pneumonia, all sorts of symptoms along with that. And so um, I'm asking everyone who's going to listen to this podcast to please pray. Um, I'm actually going to address some of the things today on this podcast. I had a whole list of notes and things that I was going to use. And um, at the last minute, as I was getting ready to record, I felt to go in a different direction that God wanted something else brought forth today. So um, this is going to be uh, tools that you can use as you pray. Uh, this is going to, today's podcast will tell you about your authority as a believer, and um, you can use it. You can use it as you pray. And um, so all these people who are sick, all these people who are dealing with the coronavirus, um, as you pray for them, use this podcast, what you're learning And, um, as if you have coronavirus or if you have any sickness in general, I was going to do a whole podcast on just healing. And so I guess this kind of ties in, but, um, I wanted to bring you this today. I felt to bring you this today about your authority as a believer. Um, you as a believer are not weak in the spirit when it comes to the enemy, you don't have to put up with his shenanigans. You don't have to deal with the things that he tries to place on you. You don't have to deal with the things that he tries to place on your family. When you are a believer, when you have declared that your life belongs to Jesus Christ, and when you give your life to Jesus Christ and you say, I am his, you enter into a whole different arena um, because the enemy will try to attack your family. The enemy will try to attack you. But in reality, he has no authority because you belong to Jesus Christ. The enemy is trespassing on God's property. You belong to God. As soon as you say yes to Jesus, as soon as Jesus knocks on the door of your heart and you give your life to him, you belong to God. And so you don't have to put up with anything that the enemy tries to do to you or put on you or your family. And it's time that we as Christians stop being weak and we stop being uh, feeling defeated and stop feeling inferior like we're always running from the enemy. We have been placed here in the earth with authority and God wants us to use that authority. We're the ones that are here to subdue the enemy. When Jesus died on the cross, he died so that you could have authority and dominion here in the earth. In the beginning uh, of the earth, God gave man authority. God gave man dominion. It's in the early chapters of Genesis. 
And you have to understand that when we sinned, when we fell, we, we handed that authority back to the enemy. We no longer had authority. But when Jesus came to the earth and he died on the cross, he said, I'm giving you power to trample on serpents and scorpions. I'm giving you power over all of the powers of the enemy. And you have authority here in the earth. Now, God would not place you here on the earth just to run from the enemy for all of your life. God would not place you here on the earth to have a defeatist attitude all of your life and to constantly uh, just be in suppression and oppression. God would not place you here on the earth without any tools or without any weapons. One of the many reasons that we face the problems that we do in the modern church and as modern believers is that we do not understand our authority over the enemy, and we also live in ways that compromise our authority. What do I mean? The Bible says in James that if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he will flee. The first portion of that is key, submitting yourself to God. That means that you have to be in submission to God. What, what does being in submission to God mean? That means you have to shun sin. You have to live by the word of God. You have to live holy. You have to live righteous. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who just want to preach grace all the time. Absolutely, grace covers sin. It really does. But if you really want to have authority in the earth, you have to submit yourself to God. And a lot of the reason when we started to see this hyper grace movement come about um, and we started to see this grace uh, covers all, you can go do anything, you can live however you want to. I've heard of all sorts of stories of churches participating in the worldly things and just saying grace covers it. Well, yeah, grace covers it, but you use it as uh, you use it as some sort of license to sin. And then the Bible even talks about that. You can't just say, well, grace covers everything I do. So I'm going to go do whatever I want to. Grace covers your mess ups. Grace was designed, first of all, to, to cover your mess ups, to cover your sin, but grace was also designed to help you get out of sin. It is a grace when you are convicted, when your heart feels convicted of your sin, when you feel like you need to repent. That is grace. That is God's grace. And God's grace will walk you through deliverance if you'll allow it. So if you're bound up in sin, uh, don't just keep going in it, but know that there's grace for you to be free. There's grace for you to get out. But uh, the hyper grace movement has damaged us in the church because we are no longer submitted to God in many areas of our lives. And therefore, we cannot resist the devil and have him flee. So that's the first step. We've got to get ourselves submitted to God if we want to walk in authority, if we want to walk in what God has for us to walk in. God designed this so that you could walk in authority and dominion here in the earth. What does that mean? When you say something according to the word of God, it happens. When you speak it according to the word of God, it happens. So you see where the hyper grace movement has damaged the believer's authority because if you're not submitted to God and you are just doing whatever you want to do and saying grace covers it, you are not submitted to God and therefore you can't resist the devil and have him flee. So that's the first part. Don't be in a participation with this hyper grace movement. The second part of this is your authority is that whenever you come up against a trial and whenever you're praying, you know, a lot of people will pray prayers like this. 
God, I ask you to heal so-and-so. God, I ask you to touch their body. And those are fine prayers. They're all good. Um, I've heard people pray prayers that say, God, if it's your will to heal so-and-so. I addressed that in the last podcast. It is God's will to heal. God let us know that he paid the price at Calvary for us to be healed. So that is uh, the healing will of God. God wants to heal your body. God wants to heal your family's body. So we already know that. We also um, know that God is able to heal. There's nothing that God can't do. So when we are praying and we're saying, God, please heal so-and-so, God, please touch uh, so-and-so, that's not a bad thing. But a better thing to do is to understand that Jesus already paid the price at Calvary for the healing. So when we understand that he already paid the price at Calvary for the healing, we are not asking him to do it. We need it to manifest. It's already been paid for and it's already been done. We need it to manifest in the natural. And that's where authority comes in in your life. I want to read you a scripture from uh from Mark chapter 11. Uh, the Bible's talking here. Jesus walked past a fig tree and cursed it. It didn't have any fruit on it. And so he cursed it. And it says in starting in verse 20 in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter calling to remembrance said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree, which you cursed has withered away. Jesus said to them, have faith in God for truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be thrown into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, you will you will have whatever you say if you believe it. He said, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. Do you understand what that means as it pertains to your authority as a believer? Do you understand what that means? If you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Now, he didn't say to ask, ask the mountain or ask God to remove the mountain. He said, you have the authority here in the earth to say, to command the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. If you think about how God created the earth, how God created everything that we see, everything that we experience, he created it with his words. He commanded it into being. And God gave us authority to command things. He gave us authority to command things. And in the in verse 24 there, it says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. That word ask there is actually not the best translation because in other portions of the Bible, uh, this same word in the Greek is used to say implore or beg. Um, it means to ask with force, to ask with authority. And um, so this uh, means whatever things that you demand, basically, Whatever things that you demand or command, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. 
So first key, submitting ourselves to God. Second key is to begin to command. A lot of people pray about the mountain. And and the modern church has been taught to ask politely. But God told us to come into the throne room boldly. And not only that, but God told us there are times we have authority that we don't even need to go before him because we know who we are in the spirit. We know who we are when we belong to him. And we can just command the mountain and say, get out of here. We can command things to go. And um, we can command sickness to go off of our bodies. We can command if we understand our authority in the spirit and we understand we can identify what it is that's coming against us. We can command that thing, whatever it is. If it's cancer, you can command it to go. If it's uh, a, a cold, you can command it to go. Whatever the situation is, you can command it to line up with the word of God. You can begin to speak it out of your mouth and say, this situation is not in alignment with God's word. This situation is not the way that God's word says it should be. And therefore, I command it to line up. I command my body to line up. I command my family's bodies to line up. I command this coronavirus to leave my family, to leave my lungs, to leave my body. I command it to go. And when you begin to speak the word of God and command at the same time, these things have to go. You might see results immediately. You might see results over time. But these things cannot stay when you begin to speak the word of God. The word of God is the ultimate authority. The word of God is the ultimate authority. That means that it doesn't matter what the devil says has to happen. It doesn't matter what the devil threatens. God's word is ultimately the final answer. And the devil can't do anything about it. So when you begin to command and say to your mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, whatever that mountain is that you have and you believe in your heart and you don't doubt, you pair that with scripture, back it up with scripture. When you see in the word of God that it says by the stripes of Jesus we're healed, you pair that with your command. When you see in the word of God that it says healing is the children's bread, you pair that with your command. And when you do those things, you begin to command the works of the darkness to leave your life and to leave you alone. You begin to command that sickness to go. I want to read to you another scripture from Matthew chapter 18. It says in Matthew 18, 18, truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father who's in heaven for where two or three are assembled in my name there I am in their midst this says a whole lot right here truly I say to you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven so when you're commanding when you are taking authority over things uh, sickness over disease uh, after you've submitted yourself to God begin to bind the enemy Begin to bind the sickness. Begin to bind the infirmity at the root. What does that mean? That means you take authority over it and you take control. It no longer has control over you. When you bind something, if you were going to bind someone, you render them helpless. You tie their hands. You tie their feet. You render them helpless in your your life and you, you take authority over them because they have to do whatever you say when they're tied up. And that's what you're doing with the enemy right now. You're 
tying up the enemy. You're tying the enemy's hands with the word of God. You're tying his feet with the word of God, and you are taking authority over him. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So whenever you bind something here on earth, that means that it is bound in the spirit realm as well. And whatever you loose on earth is loosed in the spirit realm as well. So when you loose the Holy Spirit, when you loose healing to work, when you loose healing virtue, whatever it is, when you loose the word of God, loose ministering angels, whatever it is that you loose here on the earth will be loosed in heaven, in the spirit realm. And it does work. We've bound and loosed for years and seen miracles take place because your authority works in the spirit. And then it says, this is another part of it. If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father who's in heaven. For where two or three are assembled in my name, there I am in their midst. So it helps you to have a prayer partner. It helps you to have somebody who believes with you the way that you're believing, agrees with you in the spirit as to what you're praying for, what you're commanding, what you're binding, what you're loosing. It helps to have someone in agreement with you or two people in agreement with you or however many people. We have prayer meetings where we all come into agreement. And um, we've been doing that for for a while now. We've been praying uh, for people in the hospital and we've been getting together in the parking lot at the hospital we've been getting together at the church at different times and just praying in agreement with one another and that's so important because when you take your authority and you mix it with somebody else's authority and another person's authority if all those people have submitted themselves to God and they are in agreement there is much power in that And it's not anything kooky, it's not anything magical, it's not wizardry, it's nothing like that. But it is the authority that God gives to his children. That's what it is. When you speak it out, the authority of heaven backs it up. And so today, um, as you're fighting things in your life, if you can find yourself a prayer partner who will pray with you, and not just somebody who says, I'm going to pray for you, or somebody who says, yeah, I'll keep you in my prayers, or I'm agreeing with you. No, find somebody who will actually pray with you right there, uh, who you can call on the phone, or you can meet up with and and pray together, even if it's a, just a couple-minute prayer over your situation or over whatever it is that you're facing. Um, it is important to have people who will agree with you. The Bible tells us that uh, one can put a 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. And if that's the case, then three can put 100,000 to flight and four can put a million to flight. So whenever you have a group of people who are agreeing together, you send the enemy to flight, you send him fleeing, and he is unable to to do anything in your life. You render him helpless when you bind him and you begin to command things to take place according to the word of God. Whenever you begin to command and use the word of God, it happens. So that is uh, just a crash course, a very basic course in, uh, in the believer's authority. There's so much power in it. There's so much power in your authority, what God has given to you. And it is it is one of the most amazing things to see work in the lives of believers. We have seen just this week as people have prayed, we've seen people who have literally had situations turn completely around, situations that looked hopeless, situations that looked like someone was 
about to die and they have everything is turning around so i'm telling you this stuff works it is not anything that uh, a person does in and of themselves it's not anything that a person has in and of themselves aside from uh, being submitted to god it's not something you can use to to get some sort of just personal gain from it or get glory from it it requires humble hearts absolutely it requires knowing that you don't have any power in and of yourself but when you use it when you use your authority here in the earth and whenever you begin to bind and loose and whenever you begin to command you will see god's hand move and you will see the enemy run and your mountains will move and so today um has that's just been a very brief very uh surface level lesson on the believer's authority and how to use it in your life for healing. You can use it in your life for uh, your job, your finances. You can use it for relationships. You can use it in any area. If there's a problem that is not lining up with the Word of God, you can use that. You can use your authority. And when you do, you'll see results. It's not some sort of, like I said, it's not some sort of magic. It's not some sort of wizardry. It is the authority that God gives to his children. And so today, as we get ready to kind of wrap up this podcast, we're about 22 minutes in almost, um, I want to pray. I want to pray and and teach you how I pray personally. Um, and I'm going to pray for some of the people who are actually dealing with the coronavirus right now, some people who are sick. And I'm going to teach you how I pray. And you can pray along with me. Like I said, we need agreement. It definitely helps to have agreement. And so um, join me in prayer. And then at the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity, if you don't know Jesus, um, to accept him into your life. But first of all, I want to use the authority that we've been given to pray. So right now, Father God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you, God, that Jesus' blood covers all. And God, that if we come to you and we submit ourselves to you, God, that we have authority in the spirit. We have authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. We have authority to trample on all of the works of the enemy. And God, you have already conquered. You've already defeated Satan and you've purchased our healing. So, God, right now we submit ourselves to you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We repent, God, of the things that we've done that are contrary to your word. And, God, we ask you to cleanse us. Now, Lord, we pray for the ones who are sick. We pray, God, for the ones who are battling this coronavirus. Lord, I speak life over them. I speak life and not death. I rebuke every spirit of death that would come against them, every spirit of fear and anxiety that would come against their minds and make them think that they have to die and cannot live. God, I rebuke every doctor's report that's contrary to your word. And God, I speak life today. I speak life to every single person who's battling right now in the hospital or at home, in a nursing home. God, I speak 
life today. Lord, we take authority today over the enemy, over all the powers of darkness that are coming against the believers and the unbelievers alike with this coronavirus. We take authority over this infirmity, this plague, this pestilence that has come upon the earth and has been affecting people and God causing them not to be able to breathe. In the name of Jesus, we take authority today. That name that's above every name, that name that which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, that name of Jesus, we take authority by that name today and we bind this foul spirit. We bind this foul sickness that has come upon the earth and has taken lives and has caused people damage to their lungs and their respiratory systems. And God, we speak healing. We loose healing, God. We take authority over the sickness and we cast it out and we loose healing into their lives. I loose healing virtue today. I loose the Holy Spirit to go up and down the hallways of the hospitals and the nursing homes and in the houses where people are fighting for their lives. God, in the name of Jesus, send your ministering angels to them and your healing power to them. Let them be healed by your Holy Spirit. Uh, we speak to this mountain and we say be moved and be cast into the sea. God, we don't ask it to go. We speak to it and command it to go now in the name of Jesus. Uh, we command these spirits that have been tormenting to go. Lord, I thank you for raising people up and God for causing people to, to live and tell their testimonies of how you've brought them through this coronavirus pandemic, how you've brought their families through. God, how you how you've restored life to them. Lord, I thank you for giving new life to every single person who's battling right now in the hospital or otherwise. I thank you for breathing fresh life just as you did in Ezekiel chapter 37 into those dry bones. Breathe the breath of life into these people. God, I pray and I command these pneumatic lungs, God, the ones with pneumonia in their lungs, that this mucus, this, this infection will clear up in the name of Jesus and they'll begin to breathe normally. God, these bronchial tubes will clear up in the name of Jesus. We command it to be so. We command this this pain to go in the name of Jesus. We command the, the shortness of breath to go. And Lord, we declare that these lungs are going to fill up with oxygen in the name of Jesus. Every lung will be full and the oxygen levels in their blood are going to start to come up in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind the spirit of death that would try to go up and down the hallways where they're at and take lives and, and cause fear and cause panic in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that every single person who's on a machine right now, who's on an ECMO machine or who's on a ventilator machine, in the name of Jesus, these people are going to begin to breathe normally on their own because the enemy has no hold on them any longer. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for restoring life and life abundantly to these people who have been fighting for their lives in the hospital, God, or wherever they're at. Lord, I thank you for revealing the darkness Revealing the darkness of the day. Revealing the darkness of the day. Revealing the urgency of the hour. Because, God, we know that this is not just any sort of plague or this is not just any sort of virus. God, we know that this is a sign to us that we are near the end days. So, Lord, we thank you for revealing darkness to us, God, as we proceed forward, God, and as we try to help people to get better. Lord, I thank you for revealing darkness 
where it needs to be revealed and God showing us exactly what it is that needs to be done to treat people, to help people out. God, help us to spread the gospel like never before because, God, we've seen people healed and set free from this coronavirus plague. Lord, I thank you today for my listeners, the people who are on here listening and agreeing with me today. Lord, the ones who are fighting for their lives in the hospital or the ones who are just out living their normal lives, God, wherever they're at. God, I know that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives, so I ask for you to move and to give them opportunities to share because the time is so short. Give them opportunities to share the gospel, even if they're in the hospital, even if they're in the nursing home, even if they're they're locked in somewhere, God, at their home or wherever they're at. Give them opportunities to share the gospel, somebody to call them or somebody to walk in to minister, God, that they're able to minister to them. God, I thank you for moving and for God taking these mountains out of our way. We take authority today in Jesus' name. Friends, I thank you so much for listening today, for praying along with me. I want to also pray the sinner's prayer for anybody who might be listening, who might say, you know what, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about, but I do want to know him. I do want to know that authority and that peace that he gives. I do want to know that my soul will be saved. And so I'm going to pray a sinner's prayer. If you'll repeat this prayer after me, we're going to ask Jesus to come into our lives. And if you'll pray this prayer and mean it in your heart, today you'll begin a relationship with him. Just say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose again. I believe that his blood has the power to cover my sins. So I ask you to wash me in that blood. Forgive me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I would love to hear from you today. Touch base with me on my social media, on the comment sections, on these podcasts, anywhere that you're listening, and I will definitely reach out to you. I'd love to have a talk with you. Thank you, everybody, for listening today. And don't forget, begin to use your authority. Don't just ask things to leave. Don't just ask things to change. Begin to command things by the word of God to go and begin to command things to line up with his word and watch how your authority will help change the circumstances that you're seeing in your life and all around you. Begin to command this coronavirus to go in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.